normally JJ's sat in his chair, but he's got he's got a spring in his step. What, what are you doing, JJ? Oh. <laughs> What's up, my man? How are you, Chris? You doing, doing some more of that crazy dancing? That's right. I'm feeling some of that crazy dancing coming on. Nothing oh. like being a little you're bit gonna, different. You're gonna moonwalk out at the end of the episode or something? <laughs> I'll probably move out. You know, the other thing is, is that it's cold down here. We had a little cool front run through here. My grandma, when I was a kid, if I ever was cold, she's like, mijo, jog in place, mijo, jog in place. <laughs> so I always remember that. That's how I stay warm. <laughs> well, the, or dance. Cur currently in the UK, most people are challenging themselves to how late in the year can they leave it before they turn the heating on. It's, it's a topic of conversation. No, really? Yeah. So they got blankets out. Yeah, extra layers. Are uh, they stacking firewood? You say that, you know, we're, we're going slightly off topic already, but there is a high demand for, for firewood. Mm. People are reinstating fireplaces in their homes. Mm. Uh, but yeah, just a reluctance to, to turn on that oil, gas, or... or um, heat pump that's going to use a lot of energy. Wow. Wow. It's interesting times, my man. Interesting times. And it's not even that cold yet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, keep dancing. Keep Just dancing. jog in place. Jog in place. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Digital Ramblers, thank you for joining us again for another fantastic episode this week. And uh, Chris Gamble, what's going on, my friend? Yeah, excited to to do this episode, episode one fifty two, and you know, unknown to most, we, we we typically record on a Monday, but this week we're recording on a Tuesday because I was lucky enough to be invited out with one of our suppliers, our manufacturers that we work with a lot, and that was Lutron, and I've, I've spoken with JJ privately about just a great company to deal with, great staff, um, but always. I always find them a company willing to listen to the people that are handling their pro products on a daily basis, installing that products for the homeowner into homeowners' properties. And for them to, to listen to your feedback uh, is, is hugely inspiring. Mm. Well, Gamble, we definitely use, on your side of the, the water and on our side of the water, quite a bit of Lutron product. Um, it, it is a premium product, but just because it has that, that award-winning, you know, stamp, uh, it, it carries through all of their different, you know, through their entire catalog. It's just not at their top echelon and only for, for those, it, it's for everybody. It truly is a product that anybody can get into and it truly solves, it, it truly solves challenges or problems provide solutions, you know, for, for, uh, moms, for, for the elderly voice control and, and Lutron, like you said, man, they, they, uh, uh, really embrace technology and look at things from, uh, all perspectives. 
Yeah, so had had a, a bit of a late night, but uh, it was to be expected. But uh, still, still put in a full day's work today. I didn't, I didn't slack off at all. So this week's episode, though, we're not talking about lighting. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we've talked about that enough recently, and we'll, we'll come back to that when when the topic arises. But this week, I want to talk, and I've kind of prompted the discussion this week because there's a big sports event kicking off, literally kicking off this Sunday in Qatar in the Middle East. It's the World Cup of football or soccer for our US listeners, North American listeners. That starts on Sunday. Mm. And whenever there's a tournament like this, it's there's a big rush in our business to, to get the big screens up, big screens for the game day. And you'll have that same vibes when it's a big sporting event coming up for you know, in your, your location, JJ. Oh, man. We we have big screen needs for Super Bowl, for Formula One, you know, for <laughs> for the Kentucky Derby, horse racing. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, there is big screen mania. You know, but the, the, the challenge with big screen sometimes is, is price as well Correct. as understanding options uh as well as you know when we talk about options it's what is appropriate for my need i had a client that called me earlier today gamble we we love on the digital ramble we always love talking about experiences that we have uh with products with our clients with our employees you know we just feel like it's healthy to hash some things out uh and so that when we do have conversations uh that that you know we're, we're fluid with our with our thought and one of the things is is gamble today i had a client call me about black friday and we're going to be doing a black friday special next week so be sure and tune in for next week for our black friday special but my client was like hey man you know i want to do a bunch of ring at my house and they're going to have black friday uh coming up can you match these deals and i'm like you know we'll, we'll take a look i'm sure i'm sure we can he's like they got this video doorbell that's going for 99 bucks and i just bought this new house and and i want to put this doorbell on my house and i was like you know that that's a great idea you know and that sounds like a fantastic price but honestly we really need to come out and evaluate what your purpose and needs are because i'd really hate for you to miss you know i'd hate for you to buy something because of price and not on what your needs are and you might buy the wrong product or you might install it and assume that it has this particular feature or, or, you know, there might be something else that, that we're not understanding that we really need to see. So price, buying on price is definitely nice, but understand what you're getting and make sure that you're buying right. Let's buy right once because it might be 20 bucks more that, you know, of, of something else that's on special that, that really fits that application appropriately. And so I think that understanding really fits correctly with this conversation that we're that we're having today of you know what budget should i spend on what size display i'd like for my house exactly so let's get into episode 152 we're talking how to get big screens for any budgets okay so jj's kind of teed it up with you know, 
applying the right product in the right space, in the right place. And for, for screens and displays, that is probably one of the most crucial factors is, you know, where, where is the screen going to go? What's the, what's the limitations or restrictions we're working in? You've got to think about things like viewing distances, you know, where it's going to be mounted, where's the natural light, where's power outlets, all the considerations for where a screen might go. Mm. What are we going to display on the screen? Is it just sport? Is it, just, is it going to be gaming, general TV viewing? Do we need multiple screens? Mm. Because sport is one of those ones where you could have multiple games playing mm. or you've got multiple... Uh, displays for different channels for different applications, news, sport, and, and and business, or or live TV from 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 another region. You know, it's mm. it's people's viewing habits are very personal. So that assessment of the space, regardless of screen size, is is important. Either it's an assessment you make as a homeowner, or you work with your professional to judge the room and get the right screen for the room. Mm. Do you ever get the question like, is bigger better? You know, like, oh, I don't know if we should go bigger. I, I, I often get, is what, what's the biggest we can have? Yeah. And then you tell them the price. Well, <laughs> yeah, and, and there's price options, you know? Of course, yes. You know, and, and, and you do see a, a difference in price. And in, and in some applications, that difference might be absolutely, you know, uh, appropriate. Like viewing outside. Let's say you want a bigger image outside at, by the pool, you know, or yeah. in the garden or something like that. Versus, you know, your family room. Uh, in the past, bigger is is bigger better. That sometimes the answer would be no, just because of resolution. And and if you're sitting too close you definitely start seeing that artifacts, you know, and that, that drifting, you know, or the, I used to call it like tracers whenever you, you know, they kick that ball across the screen, you see, sure. da, 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 you know, now not so much since we have uh, higher resolution displays with 4k. Uh, now they're even coming out with 8k. Of course you have to have the appropriate content to really see it appropriately, but there's a lot of scaling that's going on processing that's going on that, that also really helps you know, tailor that, that reduced resolution. So, you know, is bigger, better. I always tell my clients, well, you know, kind of asking the wrong guy, you know, but the answer for me is, yeah, absolutely. If you have the wall space for something that is bigger, it, it is better. I've never heard somebody say, oh man, that's way too big. That's never <laughs> been, been a problem. It's always been the other. It's always been the other way. Like, man, I, I really wish, man. And 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 sometimes it's the wife. She's like, ah, you know, honey, we should have gone with a sixty-five. Yeah. <laughs> you know? If we if we stick on that, then sixty-five inch. When people talk about sixty-five inch, we know, we know we're talking about a television, yeah. a traditional television display. And for a long time, it was plasma, then LCD. And now we've got this mixture of letters for OLEDs, Q, QNEDs, micro LEDs. We're starting to see a new era of TVs. And that era of TVs is 
pushing the sizes up and the prices are coming down. So for a traditional display, what's, what, what sizes are we looking at, JJ? Thinking about big game, you know, people around, big screen, what, what's the, an appropriate screen? You know, where are you guiding your customers towards with a traditional TV? Uh, the largest one, and most of the time, a lot of our clients are putting their displays over a fireplace, above a mantle, about six or seven inches above a mantle. Um, and that's if that mantle is you know, at, at a decent eye level, which is, it's rare. rare <laughs> so we'll, yes. we'll, we'll pitch it or we'll put it on a, uh, on a, uh, on a bracket that you mantle can, mount. Yeah, mantle yeah. mount that you can easily pull down in front and down below. 65 is usually the appropriate spacing for a television over the fireplace. Um, if we have some wall space, because of pricing, because price does matter, you can still get a very nice display for a 75 inch. And we do spec quite a bit of those, but even the 85 inches are starting to drop in pricing as well. And so they're yeah. becoming a little bit more obtainable uh, to, to you know, digest in pricing. But as far Certainly, as quality, you, you know, it, it's all speculative. Give me, give me a price, give me a price, JJ. Just, just, you know, you're re reeling through sizes, but just put a, just a provisional sum. Twelve hundred, uh, twelve hundred, uh, yeah. twelve hundred to twenty-five hundred. Easy. Okay. And then at eighty inch, probably closer to like three thousand to four thousand, five thousand. That yeah. kind and, of. And, and I'll do a quick search on something like that, you know, on that pricing gamble, because it, it just varies so much in, uh, you know, in, in I, I models always, because you have a variety when, of different when I models. Talk to, when I talk with customers, I tend to say, you know, 65 inch, 1,000 pound up. 75 inch, 1,500 pounds up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because 85 it, inch, more like closer to. 3,000 to 4,000 pounds mm -hmm. and maybe even higher if you go 8K because a 4K and an 8K, that can also be a price jump as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, it's uh, it, the question should sort of start with what do you feel comfortable spending? And then the conversation can start with the different sizes and then different model model numbers, and then can vary from that with the understanding of what the differences is in picture quality. Because you can you can spend two thousand dollars on a sixty five inch that's just complete five star everything you know the best engine yeah, that you yeah, can yeah. put in a display, whereas that same dollar can buy you seventy five inch that that is a big screen, but the quality you definitely can see yeah. a quality difference. Um, and so that, that's where a home technology professional would, would assist you, uh, in making the decisions on, on size, as well as, uh, specking the appropriate television, because do you have a lot of light in the room or do you not? And, and that's one thing, you know, if, if somebody wants to go even bigger, that, that somebody needs to to have a consideration of is, is there a lot of light in this room? Because if I go bigger, which you can, there's just some considerations that need to be, need to be made for that. Okay. So, so before we move on to projectors, just to summarize on televisions, 65 inch to 85 inch being the kind of size spectrum, your budget can range anything from 
you could possibly get into three figures. You know, you could be looking at nine hundred pounds, nine hundred dollars, but more of a lower model number, m less features, up to probably close to five or six thousand pounds or dollars for maybe an eight K, eighty five inch TV. A TV like that's going to perform in any lighting scenario. Nice, bright image, fully stacked with smart apps, features, nice remote, that's probably got love. voice features, voice controllable screen, and has all the inputs for your audio system, connections for multiple HDMI connections, hardwired to the network optical and HDMI audio options, so and USB. So lots of connections for a TV. And it's also local at the display. You know, yes. It's not in a, well, hold on, let's reel that back. Yeah, let's talk about uh, on, one, yeah. one manufacturer. Yeah, there, there are some manufacturers that do make super slim displays. And in order to do that, which is super smart, I like it, they make a separate uh, box that has all your source inputs and things of that nature, and you just connect one wire to this display, makes it super which simple. is which is a, a proprietary wire. Mm. Link but needs to be it, consideration. In its in its, in its um, a plus point of this cable that that Samsung use, we're going to say the brand. Love it. They use this one connect cable, that actually supports some 4K models at the top end of their model range. But the cable has the capabilities to support the 8K models as well. So it's not a different cable for the top end 4K and their 8K range. So that cable does have some future readiness mm -hmm. if it was ever installed within a wall um, or hard to access, but yeah. All right, projectors. You wanna talk projectors? Yeah, my experience with projectors. I, I love them, and there's a couple of projectors, and so um, I definitely want to talk about both of them. So. My, my, my experience with projectors in the early years of starting my business were, were kind of hit and miss. I would, always, I would always feel like there was another little tweak I could have made. I always felt like there was a, a little adjustment that you still think there's so much flexibility in a projector of all the settings you've literally got everything at your disposal with the projector that you can you can manipulate the the colors the brightnesses the the, the positions the left right up down focus zoom it's things you can't do on a fixed screen like a television with a projector just moving it a few inches you see the side the screen get bigger so then you think i want it bigger you know <laughs> so projectors have a setup element to them. What's what's your take on that, JJ? You know, bigger is better. I love. I liked projectors for the traditional type of projector, the one that hangs from the ceiling, but it, it's behind you. Yes. Sometimes they're noisy. You know, sometimes they're you 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 know the higher end ones are definitely quieter. Um, they they could be hot. The older ones, you know, with the lamps, can be really hot. Yes. You know, the new laser ones are, are pretty cool. Keystoning, so, you know, having the projector yeah. hang down from the ceiling to try to hit the screen at the appropriate spot so, so it would look correct. 
you know, there, there's, it, it, it's cool, but, you know, and then also is there windows in the room? Does it need network? There, there's not apps built into it, which, yeah. you know, you you're relying have, on, you have to have a You're relying source. on input. Yeah. You're relying on inputs. Yeah. And with a projector, the inputs are definitely not local. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, an overhead projector, you know, behind you, behind the seating position. Yeah, you got to run an HDMI cable to it or a, an HDMI extender. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to control it, you got to also run another wire over to it to turn it on and off with some type of control system. And those seem to fall off on occasion if you don't glue them appropriately. But you know, they're just, uh, they were cool and they're still cool for certain cool. applications, but you know, yeah. eh, you know, I, there's alternatives. I like looking at alternatives. I like the ultra short thread projectors myself. One thing about projectors, they've always had a, they kind of had a bit of a portable element to them you could okay we sometimes talk about projectors being mounted on a bracket up above it stays there forever but some people use projectors and they take them to different rooms they take them outdoors they set up i've seen some really cool garden cinema setups yeah. you know with you know a bit a little bit homemade but that projector is portable where you also have to provide a projector with with accessories is audio mm. the, the the sound from them is is typically very poor so you need a an audio system with speakers you then you need a screen mm. that's at the right distance at the, and the size of screen is every projector has a different throw ratio or the size of image at diff, different increments distance from the projector to the screen mm. there's a lot of variables and where i think those variables are going to be condensed and are starting to be condensed is what you just said there jj ultra short throw projectors tell me about those yeah man so there's a couple of different manufacturers out there with ultra short throw projectors i've seen a couple of them uh in use my my most impactful one i guess that i can think of off the top of my head is is epson they're one that i've seen just recently samsung has one sony has one as well yeah high sense high senses uh high sense has yeah h-i-e you may you may also see them called laser tvs we've mm -hmm. had them on the show we've had people that manufacture and distribute these products so mm -hmm. they they tend to get a tag now of laser tv mm -hmm. and and they're a stay put projector as well but there, there's quite a bit of benefits to, to using an ultra short throw. One, you can mount it to the ceiling traditionally like, like you have in the past, and it only needs to mount about a foot off the wall. It, it, if, even that, maybe more like seven inches off the wall. And when you do that, it, it'll give you a 100 to 120-inch screen just depending on what the lens is or, or who the manufacturer is. You, you buy appropriately. Um, but my favorite thing, Gamble, and listeners is to set that ultra short throw projector into a cabinet that's designed for it. And we've had some uh, designers on our show that, that design cabinets for ultra short throw projectors. And uh, you drop that thing in there and you have instant access to, to the source inputs, your HDMI inputs. It has arc out, which, you know, we love 
ARC, which is your audio return channel to, uh, to your sound system. Or, or we're seeing these projectors because of their size. And, and just to go back on traditional projectors, you know, typically from, you know, 500 pounds to 50,000 pounds, there's crazy pricing on, on some projectors. Oh, I thought you meant weight because they're, those things are awkward and heavy and oh, staying on ladders. I mean, okay. So UK pounds, you know, a, a reasonable performing projector that's, that, that's in a behind you position up high, you'd be looking at maybe say £2,000, $2,000 for something that will perform you know, get a for picture. Set, you know, a good amount of time and a good picture in, mm -hmm. a, in, a, in the right light environment. A laser ultra short throw projector may be a little bit more expensive but what we're finding that they come f packed with features. They have a soundbar type audio, audio setup. Says, yeah. They have a user interface that is like Android TV or some kind of Google Google powered TV. So you've also you're getting features of a television but in a in a projector. So you're getting 120 inches, like JJ says, but only being, you know several inches from the wall mm. you can go onto a wall or you can go onto a screen yeah. you know lighting in a room is also a challenge and when you have that traditional projector you're trying to throw it 15 feet before it even hits the material that it's supposed to be viewed on whereas on an ultra short throw projector and we're not bashing on traditional projectors because they're, they're i like them still and they're appropriate but as far as benefits and affordability I, I definitely like the ultra short throws because in in a room that has a lot of windows, that ultra short throw projector is just right up against the wall. So, so you have a lot more use cases for them. Um, yeah. And then the, then the app and user friendliness of it. And if you want, uh, I think it also has Bluetooth features so you can Bluetooth it to a speaker. One, one of the things that really in Gamble, you know, early on in the, the digital ramble, I used to always cannon fire about uh, um, portability like you're hitting on and i had my pocket pico projector that yeah. <laughs> that that i that i still love to this day because of its portability and uh, its bluetooth feature to to wireless speakers like the sonos move and so i could really and then i'd had a roku stick that i connected to it and i could you know really create a compact impactful package with it because the kids love being in the backyard, you know, and being outside. And, you know, what's better than, you know, watching a, a sport, you know, sporting event out, outside, you know, with the family and barbecuing, you know, just a lot of fun and engaging. And so having the appropriate hardware for the appropriate purpose and, and, and understanding what you're going to be using it for and ease of use, whether mobility or functionality or both, uh, you know, those types of things are, are important in, in making, honestly, affordable, simple decisions um, that could cost you a lot of money trying to figure it out. Um, so, you know, if you don't know, like we say, find, a, find yourself a home tech pro. Um, so just just to summarize then on the big screen options the world cup's coming up it's a perfect time to look at a bigger screen for that sporting event 
traditional televisions still have a place. I'd say your restrictions with the TV, you're probably in the 65 to 85 inch size range, 1,000 to $4,000 or pounds. You wanna go above that size. I think the, the best option from 100 to 140, 150 inches is probably the ultra short throw projectors. You're looking at maybe 3,000 pounds for projector, 500 to 1,000 pounds or dollars for the, the screen that I, I highly recommend you get, the ambient light rejecting screens. And then when you're going supersized, that's where the projector mounted behind you, the overhead position, you can go 200 inch easily and get screens that size. But but look at your light conditions, look at where you're going to have it, that you can go from 65 inch to 200 inch, and I don't think you'll break the $5,000 budget. No way. I really don't. No way. Yeah. All right, friends, Digital Ramblers, thank you for tuning in with us. Once again, episode 152 is in the can. Please go back and check out all of our 151 episodes, if you have not, at digitalrambleshow.com or hit us up on our gmail at digitalrambleshow at gmail.com we are on at least 11 podcast streaming services so you can find us all over the place it would mean so much for you to hit that like button share with a friend tell everybody about the digital ramble gamble I don't know that's all I got that's all I got oh next yeah. week next week what do we got next yeah. week, Gamble? Real quick. Black Friday special. We're going to highlight some top tech purchases you should be making for the holiday period. Yeah. Take advantage of the big sales, the low prices. And for our viewers on Facebook and YouTube, please let me know how big is your screen. Mm. I want to know how big that screen right, is you've go. got. You've been upgrade. All right, friends. Until next week, if you don't know, find yourself a home tech pro. Take us out, Mike.